If you've seen HDTV, you definitely want HDTV. But will a large new flat screen television fit into the footprint your old tube occupies? And how will that high def change the way you light the room? Read our easy tips to design a media room when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We call it Home Improvement because we're here to improve your homes, your house, your castle. Call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT. Let's talk about your home improvement project. I spent 20 years learning about homes from the bottom up, literally, because I started in crawl spaces and worked my way up to attics. And now I know a little bit about everything in between. <laughs> Leslie worked from the outside in as a big television star. Oh, too huge of a star to even tell you about it. That's right, Tom. Yes, basically, I get to satisfy any sort of designer's whim when they say, make a chair out of this dirty, gross truck tire. Okay. You know, so basically, I get to realize all sorts of those interesting, weird design dreams that you as a homeowner might have that you see on a silly show like mine and you want to put in your house. Let me tell you, you can do them all and we can help you to do those projects. Just call in at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Bottom line, we were both home improvement problem solvers. (laughs) Well, you know, Tom, it occurred to me that this is the perfect time of year to have your chimney checked and cleaned. And you've probably used your fireplace all winter long and never thought twice about it. But you should include your fireplace and your chimney on your spring cleaning list. Chimney sweeps are less frantic this time of year and you'll have a head start for next winter. But keep in mind that chimney sweep scams are also one of the most common ways that homeowners get taken. So make sure you use a sweep that is certified by the Chimney Safety Institute of America. You know, a sweep should be able to provide you a photo ID with a CSIA credential, not a CIA credential. That would be a sneaky chimney sweep. What about dancing on your chimney and singing songs with friends? Like songs from Mary Poppins? Yeah, and possibly. Like that. Is that is that like a requirement? That would qualify them probably to be arrested. <laughs> but really, these guys, um, I've heard good and bad things about chimney sweeps. So you got to be careful. If you get one that says you have a very expensive problem, make sure you get a second opinion before you uh, lay out some cash to get that seemingly uh, important problem fixed. Um, I would suggest you check with a member of the American Society of Home Inspectors, a good home inspector, to find out if that is actually true or not. But it is important to have a chimney sweep on a yearly basis. So, so really, every year after the season, not like every other year? What if you only use it three times? No, every year would be would be a good thing to do. And also this hour, sometimes you wish you had a third hand to help with your home improvement project. We're going to give away that Ryobi multi-tasket, so you won't have to wish anymore. It's like having an extra hand to hold your tools while you're working. It's worth about 35 bucks. If we take your call at 1-888-MONEYPIT, you will be automatically entered to win that prize. So give us a call right now, 888-666-3974. Jesse's got a question about how to get paint off cinder block walls. What's going on? Uh, previous people that lived in the house that I'm, I just purchased here, 
their kids were a little rambunctious, either <laughs> spray painted or latex paint or oil paint the cinder block walls in the basement. And, and you don't like the color. Or is it like multiples of colors? <laughs> yes, multiple colors, most definitely. All right. Well, I mean, I don't think the question is how do you get the paint off, but it's how like, to how cover you, it up. Yeah, how do you cover it up? Yeah, especially since I've got three younger kids and some of that stuff that my wife even blushes about. Yeah, I hear oh. <laughs> Well, here's what you want to do. First of all, you got to use a good quality primer. Is this is this paint well adhered? I mean, nothing's flaking off. Yeah, it's real well adhered. Uh, of, of course it is. Of course. When you want the paint to stick well, you can't yeah. get it. When Graffiti it's like obscenity, it well stays. <laughs> got it. What I would do is use a good quality primer. Now, you can use damp-proofing paint, like a water seal basement paint. Okay. That's that's really good thick stuff, but I will tell you that it, it smells really, really bad while it's going on. So take or, the kids away for the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, they'll be floating all over the house as <laughs> they smell. Oh, they do that anyways. <laughs> um, but the other thing that you might want to do is simply use like an oil-based primer, like a Kills primer or something of that nature. And once you get the primer on, you probably need one or two coats of that. Let it dry really, really well. Yeah, but well. with Kills, they have those Kills color paints now. You won't even need to prime. It's two well, in one. Well, no, I think you still need to prime. The, the top coat has to go on top of the prime coat. It is thick that it covers everything in one coat, but um, that's for the wall paint you're thinking about. Ah. Yeah, you want to prime first and then put the color coat on top of that. Okay. That, that makes a lot better sense than what I was thinking about doing. Yeah, what were you thinking about doing? Wire brush in the entire basement wall. Oh, no. oh gosh, no. Cover it up, man. If it's sticking, you know, and it's not, the reason they asked you if it was, you know, peely, because then it would be a bad surface to paint over. But if it's adhering well, then just prime it so you get a neutral surface that mm. you can do whatever you want with on top of that. The good news is the paint is sticking well, so you have a good moisture control in that room. Yeah, where it was done, yeah. But the other end of the basement is where the moisture problems is I'm having anyways. Well, what's the moisture problem? Is it leaking? Uh, our water table is actually about two foot higher than our basement floor. Well, not likely. When does it leak? Does it leak after heavy rain? Springtime. Yeah. After rainfall, though? Yeah, a lot of times right after the rainfall. You yeah, that's not a water table, Jesse. That's drainage. No, you've got to look okay. outside that wall space. There's too much water collecting. Wait, there. are you getting two feet of water in the basement? No, 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 no. I've got a, uh, it's an older house. It's got a weep line around the basement uh, walls and where the wall and floor meet. But I get a puddle that shows up across the middle of the basement floor. Yeah, I actually same live thing. about a block and a half from a lake. Well, but same thing, Jesse. If the water's coming in consistent with heavy rain, that water's pushing it around the outside of the walls and then coming up through the floor. It's not a rising water table. They don't okay. build homes below water tables. It's just not done. Okay. So if you're getting water consistent with rainfall, look at the grading, look at the gutters, and get the water managed so that it's staying away from the house. That will solve the leakage issue, and then once you do that, then you can prime and paint that wall, too, and it'll all match. Okay. All right, Jesse? I appreciate the help very much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Elizabeth in New Jersey has got some mold on the roof. Tell us about it. Yeah, I don't really know what's causing it. I mean, in between our shingles, there's just mold growing. Is it that big, thick uh, green moss? It is green moss, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, there's two ways you could fix this. You could get rid of it or you could simply mow your roof. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, that is caused um, just by a, a combination of conditions. I'd be willing to bet that this part of the roof is in a shady or damper spot. Is that correct? It is, yep. Yeah, when you have a shady and damp spot, you get a lot of, uh, of, of uh, moss that grows because 
uh, all of that stuff is floating around the airs and, it, and it, it's perfect conditions for the growth yeah well you have all of the little moss seeds so to speak that are floating around in the air and they land on the roof and then they find a place and sort of grab onto that shingle and take root and then they grow and, and, and it gets thick and, and green and mossy the good news is elizabeth that it's not hurting your roof shingles it causes no damage to the roof it's just ugly now you want to get rid of it yeah that'd be great all right couple of things first of all um, we're going to have you wash the roof down with an oxygenated bleach, something okay. you can pick up at a home center and mix up. Um, this is a job that you need to do with uh, goggles on and gloves off a ladder, maybe with a pump sprayer, and spray that area down with the bleach solution and let it sit for a bit. And then you can gently scrub those areas and, and have the moss loosen up. You can also use a pressure washer on a light, a light setting. Once you get that roof cleaned up, to try to keep it from growing moss moving forward, there's two things that you could do. Number one, if there's any tree trimming that you could do that will shed some more light on that roof, the sunlight um, is a great moss killer. Yeah. And that will it stop... seems to only be on the west side of the roof. Okay, well, but if you have a lot of shade in that area, is there any way you can get more sun on it? That's one thing. The second thing is a bit of a trick of the trade, and that is you can um, get a piece of copper flashing or nickel flashing, or you could use a copper or a nickel ridge vent, put it across the peak of the roof. And what's going to happen is as rain strikes that piece of copper and then runs down the roof, the copper is going to release, and that acts as a wash, and it will actually clean the roof on the way down. And if you want to see examples of this happening in real life, if you drive around an old neighborhood that has copper flashing around chimneys, you almost always see the roof streaked right underneath that. The reason for that is because the, the copper acts as a, as a mildicide or as an algicide, and it cleans the shingles. So that's a way to always keep the roof looking pretty clean by having a copper or, or a nickel ridge vent. works with nickel as well. Okay. okay. All right. Now, with, with the oxygen, oxygenated bleach, <laughs> oxygenated bleach <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a special bleach. Not, that's not like regular Clorox No, but, but regular bleach will work as well. It just doesn't work as, as well as an oxygenated bleach. Okay. Okay. Thanks for your help. You're welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks for calling us from New Jersey. One eight 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 MoneyBit is the telephone number. Eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Are you looking to save on your electric bill and keep the lights on? Well, we'll shed some light on the solution after this. MoneyPit. It doesn't match the new shower curtain is a perfectly good reason for replacing your old faucet. As is, I'd rather be looking at brushed nickel when I wash my hands. And that classic motivator of home improvement companies coming. That's where I come in. I'm the Peerless Faucet Coach, and when you visit me at faucetcoach.com, I'll stick with you through every step of your faucet installation. All you need to get started is one good reason. If that reason is my old faucet keeps spraying me in the face, well, that'll work too. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Dear John Deere, I just love my new John Deere 100 Series riding mower. I was positively thrilled when I felt the added performance of that exclusive John Deere engine powered by Briggs & Stratton. And when I saw how great my lawn looked, I got so excited I 
mowed every lawn on the block. Now we just have to figure out who wins the Yard of the Month award. All the best, Hank. Find a retailer near you or check out the new 100 series at JohnDeere.com today. Did you know that the air inside your home can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside? No matter how clean you keep your home, it's littered with harmful contaminants like viruses, bacteria, and mold, pet dander, dust, and pollen. Contaminants that cause illness and make allergies and asthma much more severe. Thankfully, there's a way to make your home healthy. The April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. Using the best air cleaning technology available, April Air is the only whole home air cleaner that effectively removes harmful contaminants, even viruses, from the air your family breathes. And that makes your whole home a comfortable, healthy place to be. Your family deserves the best, so why not give them the best? Make your whole home healthier with the April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at FaucetCoach.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. one 888 Pit is the telephone number available 24-7, 365 days a year. We never, Leslie and I never ever give our phone staff a moment to rest. <laughs> and Literally. it's only one person and we make them stay there all the time. Exactly. I've had people call the call center at 3 a.m. in the morning because they had a pressing home improvement question. And guess what? We called them back the next time we were in the studio. We'll do the same for you. Call us at one eight eight eight. Money pit. Now, here's a bright idea to save on your electric bill. Linear fluorescent lamps and also the new compact fluorescent bulbs provide both high-quality lighting and a high energy efficiency. In fact, fluorescent lamps last 6 to 10 times longer than incandescent bulbs. Now, they're a little bit more money, but they last a long, long time. You know yeah, what these are for perfect every time for? you would change one of your incandescent bulbs, you've got the same compact fluoro for like five years. Exactly. You know why this is a, a, a perfect bulb for a place that's hard to reach, like a ceiling fixture or top of a stairwell or something like that. you got to get up there to change it. Why don't you put a bulb in that's going to last you five or ten years you won't have to deal with it anymore? All right. Well, we've got a great prize. It won't change a light bulb for you, but it will change your life. It's a helping hand in the form of the Ryobi Multitasket. You will now be able to take on projects that you've always needed an extra person for. You can actually do it on your own. It basically sucks itself to your wall with their air grip vacuum technology, and it doesn't leave any markings. You'll never know that it was there. And then it's got four attachments that makes this just a great tool. That's why they call it the Multitasket. It's got a rotating laser level head, so you can create level and plumb lines to hang pictures or lay out flooring. It's got a work light. It's got a magnetic tray to hold all your bits and bobs right next to you while you're working on a project. And then it's got this super cool little yellow grippy hand attachment that you can rest chair rail on or hold a board on or whatever you need to use it for. It will be that extra hand. It's worth 35 bucks, but it could be yours for free if we answer your question on air. So call in now, 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? 
Evelyn in Georgia has a problem with her door. What happened? The paint is chipping on the back door. I have kept the heat on, but uh, when I went to open the door to check on the house, the back door, it's the white enamel, and there's been several coats of paint, and it's all over the floor, and it's kind of buckling up on the on the door itself. Uh, what kind of door is this, Evelyn? Is it a wood door? Wood door, uh-huh. Okay. Um, if you have a lot of coats of paint on that door, and especially if the heating and the cooling in the home is, is running inconsistently because it's a vacant house, um, what you might be finding is that that door simply can't hold any more paint. And so it's stripping. As that wood starts to get moist, especially, a lot of that wood will, will fall off. So if you're not running the air conditioning all the time or if you're not running the heat on a regular cycle, it's not going to stick very well. At this point, the best thing to do is to strip the paint off the door and to repaint it because if you try to put new paint on top of that, Leslie, I it's think not it's not going to stick. And your best bet is to take that door off of its hinges, you know, pull the pins, pull the door off, and lay it down on some horses outside and work on it on a flat surface because it'll really help you to strip the paint more efficiently. I figured that much, but I didn't know what to use. That was my question. Well, the best thing for you to do is once you get the old paint off is I want you to prime it next. Don't put a top coat on it directly without putting a primer first. And for a wood door, I would use an oil-based primer like Kills. Well, how am some... I going to get the paint off to start with? Well, you're going to scrape off all the loose stuff, and, and then you're going to sand whatever's left. You don't have to go right down to the raw wood, but get as much of it off as you can. And get it to as smooth as you can. Yeah. You know, you don't want to leave any loose stuff on there is the bottom line. But then you want to put a primer on it. I would use an oil-based primer like Kills. And then use a surface paint over that. Just use an exterior grade trim paint is the best thing to use because the trim paints on the exterior grade, they have more pigment in it. They have more titanium dioxide, which is the colorant in paint. And that tends to uh, stand up and be a lot harder and tougher, especially in, in a problem paint area. So that would be the way to do it, Evelyn. And I think if you do that, uh, that door is just going to look good all over again, okay? Will it not look like it's had holes in it? Like, you know how it'd be like... I guess if I get down thin enough, it won't. No, it certainly won't. And if you do a good job with the sanding, if you have, you know, a place where you took off a lot of a lot of paint and then there's still some paint on there, just sort of feather the edges so that you sand down that rough edge so it's all smooth and one again. Okay? So it doesn't jump down. Yeah. All right, Evelyn? Okay, thank you so very You're much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Gene in Virginia listens to the Money Pit on WJFK, and you've got a question about wiring. What can we do for you? Okay, I have a house uh, that I've owned since 89, and it's a brick duplex. It's one of these uh, sort of pre-war uh, houses, and it has plaster and the original wiring. Okay. And whenever, you, whenever I've ever looked at the wiring, first of all, it's very scary, and it <laughs> looks like it's almost covered in cloth. Um, and so I have replaced the outlets with, from two-prong to three-prong to accommodate the uh, newer appliances. And I've have a new, I don't have a fuse box anymore. I have a breaker box, but the wiring is original. Uh, would you think that it's a good idea, and it's a rental right now, to rewire it? And if I do rewire it, uh, would it be better just to have the wiring run on the outside of the wall? or Because uh, that sounds seems like it'll be much more expensive to have them run it through the wall. 
Well, my first question is, how did you take two-prong outlets and put three-prong outlets in without I a had, ground wall? I, I, I had an electrician do it. Well, did he run a ground wire? I think he did. Okay. Put it this way. I called an electrician. I said what I wanted, and that's what I got. And at the time, put it this way, I was um, assuming that what he was doing was correct. Yeah. Well, my first concern is just to make sure that he actually did um, ground those outlets, because after all, that's why you wanted to do that. Well, because if it is such old wiring, can you even run a ground? Well, yeah, they'd have to run a separate ground. Um, the fact that you have cloth-covered wiring, not to worry. Um, you said it's probably like, um, what, 1940s, 1950? I would, no, I'd say it was built somewhere between 1930 and 1940. So it's probably oh, knob and hmm. tube. Yeah. I understand someone once referred to it as BX, but I'm just not sure yeah. if that's the right I, I don't think it's knob and tube wiring. Do you do you see the ceramic insulators, the white ceramic insulators strung from post to post? I, I think it's probably BX cable, which is basically a cloth covered version of our modern wiring. That's except, what it is. Yeah. That wiring generally doesn't break down. That cloth is not a fire hazard. That's just the outer surface to it. So that wire is actually okay as long as it's grounded. Okay. And I, if I had someone check and go back, because this was done quite a while ago, and I don't live in the house anymore. I rent it out. And um, I don't know why I should be even more concerned because I'm not living in it, except that, you know, if I burn up, it's not a big problem. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's the, if I went ahead and had an electrician come and check those outlets to make sure that a separate ground wire was run, then we're pretty much okay. Then you're good. Yep, exactly. The only uh, improvement you might want to make beyond that is, you know, questions that have to do with service, whether or not you have too much on one circuit and that sort of thing. Sometimes in the older homes, for example, you may have all of the lights and all the outlets on the same circuit, and then you start plugging in hair dryers and vacuum cleaners and start popping circuits. That's a matter of breaking the service up. But your wiring is probably okay as long as when the electrician did convert from two to three um, prong outlets that he did ground it properly. Okay, well, I can have, certainly, I think it would be easy enough to have that checked, and you certainly made me feel a lot better. All right. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit 888-666-3974. So most of the time, you walk in your front door without a second glance at your exterior trim work. But when it starts to crack, rot, or peel, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. And that's right. That's why coming up, we're going to have a great idea to make sure your home's trim your soffits, the fascia, and all the rest always looks picture perfect. portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. Study after study shows that as homes become tighter and more energy efficient, more contaminants become trapped inside. April Air's technologically advanced electronic and media air cleaners are the best choice for maintaining healthy indoor air. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. 
888-666-3974 is the telephone number. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So, you know, you don't think twice about your home's exterior, except when it starts to look really crappy, when that trim starts to crack, (laughs) starts to peel, starts to rot. You know, you want to make a good first impression. Even if you're not selling your house, if you don't take care of it from the outside, it's not going to take care of you yeah, and inside. your neighbors aren't going to like you very much either. Exactly. Don't bring down the neighborhood. Be a good citizen. Take care of your trim work. There's an easy way to do it now. You know, you can replace some of that fancy schmancy trim work with new detail pieces that are made from high-density polyurethane. Yes, the plastic trim today actually works and works really, really well. Not only is there polyurethane, there's PVC, um, Aircell PVC, which is, I think, sold under the AZEC brand name. All of that stuff looks really good. In fact, you know what? We replaced some insect-damaged uh, trim on our garage, Leslie, that was uh, wait, wait, eaten. You had insect damage? Yeah, I did. Carpenter you? bees. You believe the audacity of those bees to attack my house? Uh, I'm shocked and amazed. But when I replaced the uh, the wood trim with the uh, AZEC trim board, it was really funny because the bees kept sort of swarming around the trim. And you, it was like they were having a conversation. Like They're like, what's hmm, this? I can't bite like this. Looks like trim. Looks like wood. I can't get hmm. in there. But it doesn't taste like wood, and I, and I can't drill into this stuff. What will I do? <laughs> you know? I have to go get a new drill bit. So there are a lot of alternatives to uh, wood trim today. You really should be looking at the polyurethanes, looking at the PVC products, because they look great, and they need, like, zero maintenance. I mean, they even make a foam molding, which is super flexible, and I don't recommend it for the exterior of the house. But when I was building sets or designing sets and you wanted to jazz up a column, this stuff was great. Yeah, because you stretched right around it, right? Oh, it was perfect. You like the flexible crown molding. That's cool stuff. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that great when you see those flexible wood moldings that you can, like, bend completely? Yeah, and best of all, it's ultra durable and it's super low maintenance. So basically, once you install it, you'll never have to think about it again. 888 Money Pit, let's go right to the phones. Albert in Utah has an interesting problem. You've got water in your crawl space. Isn't it pretty dry there? It is. I've got an older house, well, older. It was built in the uh, mid 70s. It's got a crawl space underneath it. Um, I live near some fields, and a, there's a creek that runs by the house there. Certain times of year, I'll get water sitting underneath the house down there. Ah, you know, it's interesting you say, um, Albert, that this only happens certain times of the year and you're near a creek because you actually just described the symptoms of a high water table, which is fairly unusual. Most people that have a water problem in their crawl space or their basement think it's, it's a water table problem, but it never is. Yeah, they always think it is, but right, it never is because usually it's caused by poor drainage at the foundation perimeter or the gutter system being uh, you know, disconnected or, or missing or the soil around the house being fairly flat. flat. But if you're getting sort of a, a water situation that develops just certain times of the year that doesn't seem to be consistent with heavy rains, that in fact could be a water table problem. And if that is the case, um, really the only way to deal with this is a subsurface drain system. What has to happen is inside the crawl space, inside the foundation perimeter, it has to be trenched all around that inside wall. And then you add some, uh, some gravel rock, and then you add a perforated pipe and more rock until it sort of covers the pipe. And then that pipe all tilts down to a sump pit where you have a sump pump that pumps the water out. So what happens is as the water comes up, it fills up this, this pit, and then it's pumped out. Generally, you don't have to do that, but in your case, it sounds like it might, in fact, be a high water table because you've described this as happening seasonally certain times of the year. Typically, it's, it's worse, in, in my estimation, in the winter 
than in the summer, but it could change based on where you are in the country. I, I could pretty much, you know, the water problem comes when my neighbor begins irrigating, so and then it goes away when his crops dry out. So, well, you know what? If that's the case, it, it may be that it, some of this is surface drainage related. Is his irrigation getting uh, anywhere near your house? No, it's not not getting close to the house at all. Well. You know, who knows? Maybe it isn't a rising water table. Maybe it's a, like a, his neighbor creating this water table. <laughs> the bottom line is you can't control it because it's not around the foundation perimeter. It's really coming through the ground and up. The only way to deal with that is with is with a curtain drain system, which is what we've just described to you. Okay, I'm going to give that a shot. That sounds like a good idea. But And he could, re- he could redirect the water to the neighbor's crops. Yeah, good point. <laughs> when it comes back out the sump, send it back to your neighbor. There you go. All right. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four, proving that even in the desert, it's possible to have a leaking crawl space. So, Tom, earlier we were talking about molding, and on while you were out, which isn't always the best scenario to put up molding, because sometimes moldings might take a little bit longer than two days. Yeah, but you got to do them quick. Yeah, you got to do them quickly, but you also want to do them properly and carefully. So, our designers often use the moldings, and they're right to, to finish the look of a room and add some sophistication as well as an architectural detail. Well, you might think that the molding is purely decorative, but. Actually, it doesn't have to be just decorative. It can actually be very structural, and there are opportunities where you can have molding serve both a decorative and a structural purpose. We'll talk more about that next. Over the course of 50 years, you could have three children. You could buy nine cars. You could take 66 vacations. You could own seven pets. And you could need only one roof provided you invest in a metal roof. Metal roofing is investment-grade roofing because it pays you back over time. It stands up to rain, hail, high winds, and wildfires and is built to endure for decades. Plus, metal roofing is available in all kinds of beautiful colors and styles. To learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit metalroofing.com and see how, over time, a metal roof can save you enough money to pay for a lot of those vacations. In many parts of the country, a metal roof can help to reduce your home energy bills over the course of the year. It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to metalroofing.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools, and you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Dear John Deere, I just love my new John Deere 100 Series riding mower. I was positively thrilled when I felt the added performance of that exclusive John Deere engine powered by Briggs & Stratton. And when I saw how great my lawn looked, I got so excited I mowed every lawn on the block. Now we just have to figure out who wins the Yard of the Month award. All the best, Hank. Find a retailer near you or check out the new 100 series at JohnDeere.com today. Today, all Americans are feeling the pinch of high energy prices. 
And this winter, the cost of heating your home could account for nearly half of your energy bill. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman. The steps you can take to save money and make your home more energy efficient. First, give your home furnace or heat pump a checkup to ensure it's running as efficiently as possible. Proper insulation in attic, ceilings, floors, crawl spaces, and exterior and basement walls can save 30% on your home energy bill. And insulate the heating ducts even in unheated areas of your house. Finally, installing a programmable thermostat will ensure you don't pay for energy you aren't using. Program the thermostat down to 65 degrees for eight hours a day to reduce your heating bill by up to 10%. You have the power to make a difference. You can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. For more energy efficiency tips, please visit our website at www.doe.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable prices, available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, one Money Pit. Talking about moldings, you know, they do finish the look of a room, but they can also have another purpose. Moldings offer an attractive disguise for the joints between walls, ceilings, and floors, as well as the doors. Because, you know, you think about it, homes are always expanding and contracting. They're always moving. You always see those cracks that can form along the ceiling line and around doors. And moldings serve an important structural purpose in that they can conceal that. Now, besides that, there are moldings that are available today, specifically columns, is what I'm thinking about, and maybe it would be an exaggeration to call that molding, but it really does add that architectural detail. But there are columns today that actually are have the molded imprints on the outside, like the flutes and things like that, but they have structural elements on the inside. Do you ever see these large, like, southern-looking porches with the beautiful columns that are oh, made Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, those are structural columns, and they're not the wood ones that are going to take, like, you know, a zillion coats of paint to maintain. They're probably made out of foam, but inside that foam is a structural steel column. So they can serve a structural purpose as well, both to sort of conceal the movement in the building and to usually support some of the elements. Yeah, and columns, as you're speaking of, have actually made a big comeback in my neighborhood. There are a lot of custom new homes that are being built, and a lot of people are opting for these really grand fronts of their houses. So it's always a nice choice. And now that we've got you hooked on molding, maybe you want to know how to install molding so it looks Perfect. Well, we're going to give you five of the best tips and tricks to installing molding in our next e-newsletter. Are you not a subscriber? Well, sign up now for our free newsletter at moneypit.com. It comes right to your inbox every Friday and includes great advice, information, and even a project of the week. So to sign up, visit moneypit.com right now. One eight 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 MoneyBit is the telephone number. Call us right now. We'll give you the answer to your home improvement question and a chance at winning this hour's prize, which is the Ryobi Multitasket. It's like having an extra hand to help with your home improvement projects. It features the patented air grip vacuum technology. That means 
that if you want to attach it to the wall, you just turn on the little vacuum and it sticks right to the wall where it can hold a little tray with your hardware. It can hold a little clamp if you're trying to support a piece of lumber or a shelf or something like that. It can support a level. It does a whole bunch of things and it doesn't mar your walls. It's worth $35. bucks. going to give it away on this hour of the program. Call us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Dan in Kansas has a question about replacement windows. What can we do for you, Dan? I'm going to add on to my house. And the area where I'm adding on to my house is going to encase the back side of my house. And there's four replacement windows that we just had put in a couple of years ago. And what I was trying to find out is if it's, if it's smart to move those windows to the new addition, because we're going to, you know, just fill in those holes, or we're going to make one of them a door and then fill in the other holes. Did the replacement windows fit inside the existing openings of some old windows? Yes. Okay, because what you have to do in that situation is basically you have to kind of frame out what In the affect. same exact way yeah, that the old windows were. Yeah, they were custom made for those holes. So, yeah, you can use them, but I don't know that it's really worth it, to be honest with you. I think it was me, I'd probably toss them and put in new construction windows because otherwise you've got to kind of build a wood frame, stick it in, and then trim it out um, in such a way that it doesn't leak. And so that's that probably be, wouldn't be square or, you know, they'd be designed if the old window wasn't square, they wouldn't be square either. Right, well, then you'd think, have to build an unsquare frame. You'd have to match it exactly. Yeah, yeah but I don't think squareness is the issue. I, I think more importantly, it's it's not going to um, seal right against the weather. So I would recommend getting new ones. You know, windows are not that expensive today. I mean, you could buy a good window for three to $500. And so if you're going to do all this work, I don't think it's worth the extra labor it's going to take just to be able to reuse the old one. All right, that's Dan. What I want, that's what I wanted to find out, if it's worth it or not. So. Nope, don't think it is, but uh, it's it's a good thought, but I don't think it is in this case. All right. Thanks for much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. You know, Leslie, sometimes it's just not worth the extra work. Yeah, but it's a good idea. It's a good idea, but you know what? Save them for your garage, save them for your shed, save them for something else, give them to a neighbor that could use them for some other place in the house. But if you're going through the trouble of, of building an addition that way, um, you know, the windows is really going to be a small part of that cost, and I just don't think you're going to be able to put in the replacement windows twice into new construction openings and have them sealed and weather stripped properly so that they don't leak. And if, remember, if they leak, you know, any savings that you realized from... Are going to be spent in more with yeah. all the damage it'll do. Yeah, you know where the money goes? Right out the window. Well, plus, <laughs> think about all the advancements in energy efficiency. You know, you've got a really good chance here to upgrade to a really high-quality window. Yeah, not to mention the fact that with the, the new federal energy tax credits, um, by changing to um, Energy Star rated windows now, you could actually get some money back that you didn't have available to you when you put those in a few years ago. One eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Kathleen from Texas is looking to save some money. How can we help? I was wondering if you can uh, get a tax credit on putting in new windows and what brand they have to be. Uh, yes, you can. You can um, get they, tax credit for putting in anything energy efficient. Yeah, they have to be Energy Star rated windows, but they would credit they would qualify for the federal energy tax credits. And I think the tax credit is up to five hundred dollars. Oh, good for a whole house. I put a whole house for you. Oh, absolutely. I think as long as you have a receipt that says that these are Energy Star rated windows and have all of the information and fill out the proper tax forms, you bring it to your accountant and it's done. Okay, thank you very much. 
Well, you're very welcome, Kathleen. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Yes, the government is actually bribing us to put in energy efficient upgrades to our home. So if you hate getting out the old push broom to clean your driveway and sidewalks, we've got a clever solution for you. That's right. A pressure washer would be the perfect solution to solve that cleaning task. But which one should you buy? They come in all sizes, shapes, colors, and modes of power, electric, gas, and so on. Well, up next, we're going to tackle the ins and outs of the pressure washer business and show you how to pick the perfect pressure washer for your project. of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. Study after study shows that as homes become tighter and more energy efficient, more contaminants become trapped inside. April Air's technologically advanced electronic and media air cleaners are the best choice for maintaining healthy indoor air. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. 888-666-3974 is the telephone number. MoneyPit.com is the website. And the place to go, if you'd like to send an email question to us, simply click on Ask Tom and Leslie because, well, that's our names. (laughs) All right. Well, let's do that. Ryan in Honolulu, Hawaii, who writes, What should the pressure setting be on a pressure washer to clean a concrete sidewalk and driveway? And when is a gas pressure washer, gas pressure washer, better than an electric one? That's hard to say. No, it's easy to say. When you're not near an electric outlet. <laughs> if you can't reach it with the cord, then you're better off. Well, I would think that a gas one would be better for larger commercial projects. Well, yeah. I mean, I really, it does have to come down to, di- to distance. Um, when If you're going to be pressure washing your house and your siding and stuff like that, you definitely don't want to have to be dragging an electrical cord around because, as we all know... Water and electric. Don't mix. <laughs> exactly. Not good. Now, in terms of the setting, um, people tend to overpressurize these toys only because you can. And it's fun. It's fun. But guess what? If you if you put too much pressure in a pressure washer, you can actually damage, especially concrete. You'd be surprised to learn how soft that upper surface of the sidewalk is if you uh, use too much pressure. So you want to start with a lower pressure, a medium pressure, and work your way up. And don't use the, the needle-like uh, setting. You want to use the one that's more like a fan spray. And use also... One of those detergents that's designed for the pressure washer because it really does work well in loosening up some of that dirt and that muck. Yeah, and remember, don't spray your toes. It hurts. Just a word (laughs) of advice. Not that I know why. So, Leslie, let's talk about decorating. In fact, that's the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. And uh, what I'd like to add to that is that whenever we need to redecorate a room in my house, um, we always have this discussion as to whether or not we should add color. And you know, my wife's always afraid that the color is going to make the room look small. But a wise person once told me that the more color that you use, the more neutral that color becomes. Would you agree? Well, for me, I think my problem is, do I add white? Nothing in yeah, my house is neutral. Yeah. Like, I refuse to paint things white. It seems too stark and too empty and freaks me out a little bit. And actually, a recent survey is saying that most homeowners are still afraid to use color to brighten up their homes. Why? What are you afraid of? It makes things homey and warm and inviting, and it shows your personality. So what's going on? And the survey says, well, not Richard Dawson, but survey says red is the number one color people would love to paint on their walls, yet it's also the number one color people are most afraid to use. Now, you see, that's my point. What color is my living room wall? Yours are red. Exactly. 
Because, you know, I think why people are so afraid of red is that there are so many shades of red that it's hard to find the right one that works. There's orange-toned reds, there's blue-toned reds, and it's really hard to find a nice one. And another thing is, when they try to sell you the tinted primer, if you don't get the tinted primer with red, it will take you like eight coats. Because red is just a hard color to paint. That's how it is. Get the tinted primer and use the red paint. And take home a bunch of different types of the red paint. Bring a bunch of different colors that you like. Paint a two-by-two swatch on your wall. Give them some space around it. Let them get the natural light, the daylight, the nightlight, your internal lights. Let it see what it's going to look like at all hours of the day and night. And you'll find one that works for you. So don't be afraid. It's just paint, people. That's right. You can always paint over it if you hate it. So white is out. Color is in. Go ahead and shock your friends, shock your family, and throw a splash of color on it. Yeah, why not? Well, that's about all the time we have on this hour of the program. But speaking of shocking things, you know, there's a lot of things in your house that can be damaged by shocks, electrical shocks, of course. And coming up next week on The Money Pit, we're going to tell you how to protect all the appliances in your house. That includes your washer, your dishwasher, and even your computers from the dangerous things that could happen when electrical surges shoot through your house. That's coming up next week on the program. Thank you so much for being a part of this hour of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Eight, eight, eight,